Hey everyone, I am Josh. I'm Jack. And this week we've got Josh Gordon. And this is going to be fun and I'm pretty sure interesting. Stay tuned. You're listening to Magic City Neighbors on the mic, where we talk to your Barberton neighbors about their stories, their insights, and what gets them laughing. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now, to the show. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in this week. I think we are going to have a fun show. And we were talking on the break there. Josh was a little bit offended by that, but it's it's just a hunch for me. So we're going to go with it. But first, I want to mention the Barberton Community Foundation's annual Game Changer nominations are open Monday, May 1st through Friday, June 16th. So you still have time. We are asking the Barberton community to help us identify those individuals and organizations who deserve recognition for their accomplishments. The award is designed to recognize two entities, a Barberton individual and a Barberton organization who have served as catalyst for extraordinary involvement in the Barberton community and have made a positive impact in Barberton through their leadership, vision, and commitment. Nominees should be connected to the community through their work, volunteerism, or residency. Our 2022 Game Changers were Mike Moore and the Barberton Firefighters Association Local 329. You could submit a nomination at www.barbertoncf.org. As I said before, I'm Josh. I'm Jack. And who are you? Also Josh. This is going to be confusing. This is going <laughs> this is going to be confusing as as I'll get out. I'm going to dive right into our big questions because you've been involved in one or two things in Barberton. I may have had the multiple wrong on that. <laughs> How did that start for you? What I mean, it, it obviously snowballed, but how did that start for you? Well, it all started in my junior year of high school in South Carolina when I fell in love, unbeknownst to me, with a girl from Barberton, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fortunate enough to be married into the community and am here on purpose. I love it. Uh, I've moved 14 times, but Barberton was my last move because it's just the nicest, most genuine people in a community that I've ever experienced. And having those moves, I have a sample size, I think, where I can say, like, I know what good looks like. I know what great looks like. This is a great community. And so getting involved with it just became, you know, that's a longer story for another podcast where I ended up here in my adopted hometown now. Um, but, you know, getting involved, you know, when my wife and I moved here, and started to have a family, our now oldest son, he just turned 16, back when we were sort of looking at where we were going to put him into school, we were new to the community at that point as a married couple with a child. And our son had taught himself to read like when he was three. He just figured wow. it out. And we were like, oh, what do we do with that? That seems different. <laughs> and so we didn't know what to do from a schooling standpoint. And we were at a point where we're saying, well, let's go look at this, you know, parochial school and this because Barberton had this history of not passing school levies. And, you know, for me at the time, I was, you know, running global marketing communications for a medical device company, a global med device company. And I was in marketing communications world and had been spending all my career there after I was a journalist. 
And looking around, I thought I can't leave the community and not like at least inquire about the school district and how it operates and what its challenges are. And so at the time they had a levy going on and through my wife's family connections, they knew somebody who was involved with that. And I said, hey, I do this marketing communication stuff. Is there anything I can do to volunteer? I'm thinking, how can I help A, B? Um, How can I learn? And I got in there and learned about a school district that was amazing. And the challenge was that the community had a lot of students there that were from households at or below the poverty line. And there's all these correlations between learning capability and performance according to state standards and poverty. There's a lot of correlations there. And what I found is there's a lot of communities with a lot of wealth. And those communities with wealth tend to have different household types. And because of that the school district ends up looking better overall in grade performance, according to the state testing. But those teachers are good, but they're not working as hard as they are in a community where kids coming into kindergarten have never seen a book or are holding it upside down and don't know what that looks like because they haven't seen one before. And these teachers here are getting that kid to read by third grade fluently. Which is amazing. So the gap that's closed there is is amazing. And so when yeah. you look around to other communities, I'm going now, well, geez, which one maybe has great teachers, works harder, cares, is passionate. I can plug into that all day. This is where I want to be. This is where my family can thrive. And it has been true up to this point, 16 years into, into Luke's life. And I have three kids after that. And we're big investors in the schools, obviously, now with humans. Uh, with four of them in there, but the district has been amazing and the community is yeah. amazing. And, um, you know, I couldn't be happier to be here. And and then so from that, I got involved with the foundation. Um, the mayor said, hey, we have a position that's open on the board of the foundation. Would you be interested in interviewing for that? And so I put my hat in the ring for that. And for some reason, they picked me. And then I got to serve on that board for nine years. And I still serve on there as a friend on a couple of committees. And I, I was so thankful for that because it is such a, tr- a privilege to have a community foundation in it's a city this amazing. size. And it's really hard to understand that, I think, unless you have the context and perspective to understand that. And, um, you know, communities this size just flat don't have it. They just don't. Nope. And we have to be stewards of it because it's supposed to last in perpetuity by law. So we can't just like goof and liquidate it <laughs> like it has to be protected. Not and making there's, it rain. Yeah. And there's laws around like you can't spend more than 5% of your original corpus, like the original monies that began the foundation. So that's a spending policy that has to be in place, which limits the amount of money that you can yeah. spend. So when the markets have a bad downturn for a while, you got to pull back and right. you, you got to reamass it. And then you'll have a little bit more to spend later on. And, you know, the challenge is we all want stuff right away, but the good stuff takes time to build. And, you know, so there's lots of stuff in that nine years I'm proud of that we built that has put us in a better position. And there's stuff coming up that I'm really excited about too. Speaking of new stuff, Jack's got a question for you. Yeah. A good one. So yeah, for the main street program, it's supposed to like revive the downtown area. Do you have you like, sound what skeptical? Is, supposed to. <laughs> I'm just I'm adding character onto the got uh, it. part. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Uh, what are some of the things that like I should look forward to as a younger person or anybody else watching this that's younger? Like, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd say broadly, I think Barberton's very underrated 
as a community were for a place for a family to come and have a great Saturday Agreed. or an awesome afternoon. You know, you can eat at, on the patio at, you know, the brewery right here and look out at a beautiful lake. You can, the library has so many amazing programs. Mm -hmm. There's a beautiful lake park, you know, with a kettle lake there, Lake Anna. You can go watch a theater in the 4K 3D theater, we're, Lake 8. We're in an art gallery. I was going to say, you have an art gallery right across <laughs> the street. That's not just as resident artists in three stories. And the artists in here are so talented. Yes. Uh, and all kinds of different types of mediums and art. Um, some of the sculpture work is unbelievable. The murals, there's there's some amazing yes. stuff right here. And then there's the you know theater for young audiences just down the road with Magical Theater Company Agreed. and a comic book shop up the way that has all this yep. like rare artifact, fine stuff. And that's just a handful of stores right here. That you could, I mean, yeah. you can throw a rock and hit them all. In a two block area of just part of our downtown. So, you know, I think that there's, what, I forgot the coffee shop. That also has artists, uh, rotating artist yep. show and is a community convening point for everybody. I mean, everyone cave in my house is a verb, you know, <laughs> are we going to cave this morning? Yeah. Saturday morning, of course, you know, so I, there's so much I think to do and we're just scratching the surface in general. What Main Street Barberton is going to do is amplify that. And what I would want folks to know is Main Street Barberton essentially has one job and that is to get people to downtown. Makes sense. That's it. Yeah. We don't have to build your business. We're not business builders. Our job is to get people to downtown and the businesses will have more people to come into their businesses. Right. That's the whole point. We're yeah. an amplifying effect. So part of that is how can we create a community of events, of regular routine events that people can expect? And it's fun and it's family oriented. And you can come here and spend a great afternoon or evening, get a great meal and then go home and then have another reason to come back later. Right. So we want yeah. regular stuff happening every month and we're working toward that in our various committees. We want to create a great experience down here. So yeah. the Main Street Barber has a design committee and they're working with the planning department in the city. And, we're, you know, the Barber Community Foundation has two economic development programs uh, that are amazing for people just to get grants to go fix up their businesses or to help their employees upskill. I mean, there's things that we can do here that other communities don't have that folks don't realize. So the Main Street Barberton program is going to be this visionary organization that brings all these people together, creates these routine events that everyone in town and out of town can come and enjoy. And then when we get that baseline of audience down of people that are loving what we're doing here, we're going to start to say, well, how do we have events that attract even more people that are maybe the different folks that come? Every time we have an event. Yeah. You get those different audiences that, I mean, that diversity to it. So, I mean, you can only go back to the same trough all the time. The same people mm -hmm. may not be down here every Saturday night, but if we get one group down Saturday night, maybe it's families on Saturday night, the next Saturday, it's people just looking to mingle. It's business people, whatever. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And a great example of that, if you look at other main street programs in the state, and there's a bunch of really successful ones, one of them is main street Wadsworth, who's kind of our big yeah. brother, big sister, you know, in that world. Like we've the bunch of the board members have gone and have meetings with them already. They're available. We call and they pick up, <laughs> they That's answer awesome. any question we have. They really are helping us understand what it takes to be successful. And they're a great resource for us. One of the things they did is they knew their base community was. And then they decided to have an outdoor wrestling event. And that outdoor wrestling event attracted thousands of people downtown <laughs> to their community. Jeez. All of the businesses benefited from that. And they were different type of folks. And they had kids in the community, like in the crowd coming up in round two, we're holding the signs up and walking around. <laughs> so it was this great like community organization, a community event, right? 
And so we're talking about, well, what if we did something like that? Could we have, you know, you have one event one month, we have one event. And then the third month we have a championship and it's hosted somewhere else. A different, they're like, yeah, that'd be great. So already starting those collaborations. Oh, wow. This is the kind of thing that the Main Street program can do to answer your question. There's yeah. a lot of reasons to get excited uh, because the world is our oyster here, you know, and we really have to think about it in terms of how do we bring people to downtown and give them a great experience when they're here. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's perfect sense. It, it does. And and to me, that that gets me excited about it because I know it's about bringing businesses downtown and it's bringing people That will downtown. come, you know, the people, once the people are there, the other stuff tends to pop up. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. To me, I think, are, are you ready for the lightning round? I am. We're so, doing a lightning round? Yes. You didn't so, warn me about a lightning round. No, no. We're not so supposed if, to. If you get the wrong answer, we zap your chair. No. <laughs> Is... Uh, <laughs> He didn't see that on that, the other I podcast. I like the stakes. Yet. I like the stakes. Um, so we're going to ask some quick questions. We want one or two sentence answers for these. Purple. 17. The left one. Awesome. Great. We're done. Um, yeah. So for with Main Street, I mean, one of the questions someone had, and you, you kind of answered it. What are some family friendly things that are already in the mix? Obviously, the Dora is great and it, it brings families down. But what are some things specifically geared towards family? Well, we're in the process right now. We're a brand new organization. We just got our 501c3. So we have four committees and they have different responsibilities. We have an economic vitality committee that's all about economic development programs, a design committee that's about the facade, working with the planning department to create a beautiful you know, area when you come visit downtown. Then we have an organization and a promotion committee. And one of those committees focus is on events that we talked about. And the other is on like promotion. So it's uh, how do we promote the events? How do we have a website? We have to have a logo. You know, we're kind of starting from square one. And so we've just really started this, you know, earlier this year. So we're at the point now, like, for example, we're hiring an executive director. We have funding for three years and it's funded in part by the Community Foundation and the city of Barberton. We have funding beyond that as well. So but we're in the building block stages, okay. so which is why it's yet. not a lightning round <laughs> sort of question yet. Um, <laughs> you know, but what I would tell you, some of the stuff we're talking about is, you know, we're talking about bringing back Fourth Friday. Uh, folks pre-COVID may remember that we used to have these great Fourth Fridays and there'd be bands down here and you know, restaurants yep. would have discounts and there'd be specials and we'd have you know, vendors and so forth down here. So we're talking about bringing that back, but with a little bit more organization and purpose and support to it. Um, for someone that wants to be involved in the community, where would you say a simple place to start would be at? Okay. Well, the first thing I'd say is I'm going to suck at the lightning round and I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to have no short answers. I, 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 when, when we, when we said that you were coming on, we were pretty sure that was going to be the case. Yeah. The timer that we have on the wall, I was pretty sure that was going to melt. So we're good. <laughs> it's, it's a cute suggestion. Right. Uh, the timer. Correct. So, okay. Um, Ways to get involved. So at different ages, I would yeah. say the foundation, the Barber Community Foundation is a great place, is a great resource that the community uh, can tap more and understand how the friends program works um, and just understand how committee structures work and the different sorts of things they work on. That's a place that I would go and learn what they do and what they support. The city is the same way. You know, a lot of people don't know that because of the relationship that the schools have with the city, they have this really unique municipal program that they've launched. It's amazing. No, no city has that. And no school district provides those kind of internships and access yeah. to like, well, tell me how government works. Like you could take government in 10th grade. 
you know, or you could do this program that's like a six or eight week thing. And you're going to leave there going, geez, I know every department. I know how they work. I know the different skills and positions. I know what I need to study to pass my exam. Um, you know, so the school district is another great resource to understand how to get plugged into the community as well. Yeah. Uh, so the city wants folks to be, the foundation wants folks to be, and the schools want folks to be, and they're all hooked into the same stuff. So those are three great areas to start and just ask questions and say, what can I do to go volunteer somewhere? I promise you there's opportunities. And yeah. the library, I actually would put in that mix as well. Yes. Um, it's extraordinarily well run. It's got amazing resources, beautiful place to just go sit inside Agreed. in January and look at a lake and read a book yep. or read a magazine or, you know, whatever you're listen to an audio book. It's really peaceful. It's, it's a really great environment, but they do a lot in the community that folks don't realize as well. Yeah. So if you just ask questions of those four places, you won't be bored. Find something. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm going to kneecap you with this one. Uh-oh. One word. Oh. Favorite thing about Barberton? Authenticity. Love it. Love it. So Very now nice. now we've got our typical questions that we have to ask everyone. Um, what is your favorite Barberton folklore slash tall tale slash rumor? So Dave mm. Polachek mentioned that Lake Anna is bottomless, basically, and it has an outlet to Lake Erie. Um, yeah, that would be the first one that would come to mind for me. Um, that, but that's knowing a, Dave, he may have swam it. Yeah, I don't know. It's He's, possible. <laughs> it's possible. That guy's amazing. Yes. Yeah. No, that I, I could see that as distinctly possible. So, okay. So you're on that. There's no other ones. I mean, I'm sure there are, but like, that's the- That's your favorite? Me, that's, that's the main. The, that's the really favorite one. Uh, I think that- you know, there's also it's not really a rumor, but like, you know, there was a thriving music scene in Barberton at one time. Yeah. And I would have loved to be here to participate in that when, you know, Henry Banks. Now it's block seven, but it had a jazz club upstairs and there was a jazz club, you know, in the movie theater basement. And, you know, there was just more happening in that scene at that time. But that was a different era. And so the community so you want to meet those involved. ghosts. I want to meet the ghosts. I want to have a drink with them at Cave. Okay. Share a coffee. That makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That makes sense. Oh, what do you see as the future for Bar Ridden? And where do you think we're headed? And like, what are the bright spots? So many bright spots. I mean, the story that the community can tell right now is a story of momentum. And again, my sample size of having been in a lot of communities is very rare that the people that are in charge of stuff work together. Usually what you find is there's people pushing specific agendas. But when someone needs something, the others listen with curiosity, not judgment. That is rare and worth celebrating. Agreed. That it, it is that sense of community. And that's what gives that sense of community. It doesn't matter who's on what side of what issue. If someone's having a problem, 10 people are going to show up saying, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Genuinely and want to yeah. help and have the means to help. Yeah. So that I think is the. The, where the, a lot of the pride in the community comes from. And that is a foundation that you can build so much on. Mm -hmm. And I want to yeah. give people the chance to come and experience that. You know, you grew up in it. You're lucky. I married into it. I'm lucky. Yeah. You know, and so I've gotten to experience that and having the other perspective and the context of coming in from the outside and going, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How do people not just like build their whole life around this idea of being around great people that want to help you? Yeah. And the momentum is there because the organizations are coming into place. You know, I give there's people that are in charge of stuff now. I give a ton of credit to and I could spend all day talking about them. Two people I want to highlight specifically that aren't 
in charge of something in Barberton right now, but had a major impact. One is Suzanne Allen, uh, Dr. Suzanne Allen, who was the foundation uh, executive director for years, came in and provided so much just awareness for how to run the foundation at a high level, elite level. And that has helped us kick it up a notch from a foundation standpoint, her leadership and wisdom and poise. And the other person I'd mentioned off the top of my head is uh, Patty Cleary, who was the superintendent of schools right before Jeff Ramnitz uh, is. And he's an amazing superintendent. Patty also was an amazing superintendent. And part of her vision, again, we can think strategically because we have a foundation. So we have resources that are long-term resources. So she was saying when kids graduate in 15 years, some of them don't start with the access to early childhood education that others do, because all we had were, you know, we have Head Start on one side of things, and then we have paid preschool on the other side of things. And there's all these kids in the middle that that don't get to have access. What if we had a public preschool? And so she worked with the foundation. We went to work on it on the various committees. And lo and behold, we launched this amazing preschool with certified teachers that is transformative because it caters to kids with special needs and typical learners. And so it gives everybody a chance to thrive and succeed. And the the reason that it's a challenge in most communities is because that is a project with a 15-year yield. Right. Until that kid, that preschooler walks across the stage in 15 years and feels that sense of achievement, people will go, well, we should prove to me it worked. Right. No, that's a, that yeah. is a long-term project. It takes time and patience to do big transformative things. And it's not sometimes the superficially, you know, appealing thing that gets right. everybody excited in the moment, but it's the thing that's going to provide roots and foundation to grow big things on top of later. And it's, it's, it's funny you say that too, because it's also one of those things too, where you don't necessarily look back and say that kid did that because of that preschool. It, it, you, it's so distant. You don't always say that, but you realize when you look at the grades, when you look at how the school system does things, you got to say there's a big part in that. It's just tougher to see. You got to look at it to see it. Well, and I'm a data nerd, you know, so I've looked at a ton of the data and I've seen already the the success and impact. And that's why I give Patty so much credit because she convened all these different resources, including Summit Education Initiative, which is an organization in Akron that studies basically how to make education work better for communities. And we learned two really important things there. One is that 36% of eligible early childhood education, you know, preschool students in Barberton were actually in a preschool. Wow. Which is well below, obviously 50%, but well below averages. And so we knew there was a need there. There's also this thing called the Heckman equation. I can get really economic and nerdy. I'm like revealing how dorky I am, but I just love this stuff. Yeah, (laughs) touche. But I just love this stuff. So this guy at the University of Chicago studied this and it was economic development impact on when the dollars are invested in education, where's the biggest impact in economic development? So the ability for a community to thrive from a dollars and cents standpoint, when you put a dollar in, where do you get the most dollars out? And most people think it's in high school, right? And they say, because that's where the most momentum is. That's where everyone's focused and paying attention. And that's where, you know, needy teenagers need the most stuff. Am I right? I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you. So thanks. Thanks for giving me that one. (laughs) But what it turned out, there was a 10x return on dollars invested at three years old. Right. At four years old. And that makes sense. It's foundational. Yes. Yeah. Build that foundation. 
And again, people aren't like, well, show me the cool data that you get all excited about. You know, it's not the thing that rolls your socks up and down unless you're a dork like me. But fortunately, you know, we were able to be armed with these key pieces of information. And now I think there's 160 plus students in that preschool. And when it launched, it was at 64. And so now we're in this position where we're creating more and more access, more and more momentum. And again, that's why momentum is kind of my word, because there's so many different things happening. That's yeah. awesome. And to me, that is a great spot to end this. And I mean, we could go on for hours and hours and well, you hours. Know I could. <laughs> yes, we, we all could. But to me, I mean, it, and just th- that covers when you start out with a great foundation for stuff like that, all the way to stuff with Main Street, you've got good things. Mm-hmm. That to me is a good thing. It's the next great thing. Exactly. And, and everything in between. And I love it. Thank you very much for coming on. We Thank both you. really appreciate it. Um, we may have you back here after a bit too, just because I'm in fact, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have some time. So thank you everyone. Make sure you subscribe, hit the buttons, share it with everyone, share it of course with your magic city neighbors, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you.